going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to the Hogcast. Unfortunately, we're Hog fans. Uh, I, I, I'm Chuck Livingston, joined by uh, these guys. Guys, you want to introduce <laughs> yourselves? Yeah, this is the first time we've been together in a while. Uh, What's up, everyone? Yeah, all three of us are back again, finally, and for a, for a funeral, it seems like. Again. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we're... Well, no, I, I, one of my favorite Lou Holtz uh, quotes is, uh, Welcome to the Lou Holtz Show. Unfortunately, I'm Lou Holtz. Uh, and uh, there's just not a lot to like right now, guys. Uh, can, can, can you tell? <laughs> unfortunately, we're the Hogcast. <laughs> uh, guys, anybody want to explain to our listeners why it's unfortunate? Uh, we got a dose of a 2012 flashback, uh, another letdown in the rock with Toledo upsetting the Razorbacks 16 to 12. And honestly, it wasn't that close, was it? Um, I mean, we had a bunch of opportunities to win that game. I wouldn't say that they just straight up beat us uh, in every facet of the game because I feel like, I mean, we had plenty of opportunities to win, but the fact of the matter is we didn't win. So I mean, we, we beat them in every category except the scoreboard. I mean, when you go one and five in the red zone and mm. score 12, actually 10 points because Toledo took a, a safety, you're not going to win very many ball games. I don't care who no. you're playing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, so many confounding things about this game. I think the one we're all trying, I can't speak for anybody, and if, if I'm wrong, then feel free to speak up. Uh, the offensive line, the much heralded offensive line, is supposed to be the centerpiece of the team. Uh, not just the offense, but the entire squad. Uh, they, I, I feel like they got soundly whipped up front. Did anybody else feel that way? Yeah. For sure. I mean, like we I think couldn't. Everybody we couldn't, would agree with you on that one. We couldn't run the ball to save our life. I mean, they were getting, they were getting penetration every every play. Uh, Toledo's defensive line was so. Um, to say that's disheartening is a little uh, overstating it, I guess, because understating it because it's it's bad. Like that was that was one of the worst things I saw all game. And, and me and Logan were talking about it before you came on, Chuck. But um, Brett Bielen, before this, when he started fall camp, he told his team he was not going to do two days and mainly for health reasons, to keep everybody healthy. And I don't want to say that's the reason, but when you do two-a-days, no one likes two-a-days. It makes you strong. It makes you tough. It's They're hard to go through. So this team's just not physical like they were the last two years. That's Brett Bielema's identity, and I think that's a big – I think it has a big effect. Either either that or they focus too much on the pass game and they went away from their bread and butter. You know, let me say this. When I read that – uh, back that was probably what July or August, something like that. Um, liked it, thought it was a good theory. Uh, I, I I confess I've never played organized, never played one down of organized football. When I was in high school, I went to two days of uh of off season weights, and I, I had trouble getting a ride. I was woefully out of shape, and uh, and I, I don't lie, you're about to be cut. Well, that that too, they were going to cut me back as well. So there were a number of things working against me when I was a, a sophomore in high school. So let me press it by saying that. But I've never played boys club any level like that, so I don't. But I thought it was an, I thought it was an interesting idea. You keep your guys fresh. You, you cut back on injuries. You look back at it now, and it's almost like, and guys, this isn't going to be popular. It's almost like the 2006 preseason when Houston Nutt put the the uh, protection the pre- protective shirt on Felix Jones so he wouldn't get hit because he was our only healthy running back, and he lost. I know he lost two fumbles, maybe three fumbles against USC in the opener, and. Uh, that was sort of the – again, it's it's early. I'm not saying Bill was Houston nut because, of course not. But I'm just saying you look back now, it's a, it's an interesting discussion. Hey, so, we if we problem? finish like we did 2006 – not finish, but if we have uh, as many yeah, wins, sure, I'm not going to be complaining. So I guess, like, do we think it's the problem with them not doing two-a-days that made them less physical, or do you think it was just us 
mentally just checking out, like not even being ready for this game. Because, <clears throat> I mean, we under the under Bielema, we haven't played well in Little Rock. No. Um, that that's one thing. And also, I mean, <clears throat> I I could see us not really caring about Toledo. You know, it's not one you circle on your schedule and say, man, we got to get up for that game. So, you know, maybe we're looking forward. And you know, I, I mean, I guess I'm hoping that's all it was because. Uh. I mean, if if we are not going to be physical all year, we're not going to win many games. And I, I don't know how you can make up for for the not doing those two-a-days now. You know what I mean? You can't really make that up in like a five-day five, five day span before the next game. Right, you've um, only got so many hours. Yeah. I think it's a combination. I think, uh, you know, maybe the whole thing Houston, uh, as much as I did not like him as our coach, he embraced Little Rock and he made a big deal. Uh Bielema, not so much. I mean, he's, I don't think he's trying to make it a negative thing, but the way it comes off, and sometimes your players kind of look at it as a negative thing. And then you're having a lot of recruits now. And I think that's Bielema's main thing about not going to Little Rock because you lose a recruiting day. And then, you know, War Memorial's an older stadium. And so yep. when you see that on TV, it looks, it doesn't look so good. Um, I don't think it's the reason they lost, but I think that's something that, that rubbed off them. And then when you're one and five in the red zone, that's clear lack of focus, execution. Um, but I think a lot has to do with the two days or something about them. They're not just as physical either. They, like I said, they focused a lot in the past game, which the past games improved dramatically from last year. But what expense? You lose your your bread and butter running game, and that's just not what Brett Bielema built this team on. So it's like you for two years you built a running first team built on play action and hopefully get a better play action game where Brandon Allen can make the defense respect to the pass. Here's another but good in theory. One, in, one, in one year, you go back pretty much to go the opposite way with it yeah. and a team you built for two years. Here's another thing that I was wanting to go back on a theory is, do you think maybe we're throwing the ball so much because we know that we're missing a huge, like a huge hole in our rushing attack with, without Jonathan Williams? Because I mean, it's pretty apparent that Alex Collins is not Jonathan Williams. Like It, it is apparent to me. I mean, uh, Maybe to extent, but the the uh, offensive linemen are still not getting much of a push, and it's pretty much the same people from last year. My only theory is maybe when they moved Kirkland to left tackle, he was probably our best uh, offensive uh, rush run blocker. run blocker, and so maybe you move him to left tackle. And what, what you think about it, you only gave up like 13 sacks last, last year, so maybe moving them around may be affected. I, I don't know. I mean, you return four out of five, I think four out of five starters, and you get Rag now as a freshman that Bielema says might be, have the most potential of all of his linemen. And so it, it just and it's just kind of a head-scratcher. That's what I was saying. Like, I, I really want an explanation because I have no idea how else – I don't know how to explain what has happened because, like we talked about, we didn't lose anything on the offensive line. It's kind of the, the same guys pretty much back besides Bray Cook, and, and it's like we're significantly worse. I don't know how that happens. Significantly. Yeah, significantly. I mean, we had 103 rushing yards yesterday. On 30-plus attempts, you know. that. Yeah. And, and, and I'll say this. I'll offer the alternate because uh, I don't mind being mm-hmm. a contrarian sometimes. You know, that, that's not a great average, okay, um, you know, I, I, I can, you know, I, I, I can see that and that's fine, but maybe it's just one of those deals where you just gotta, you hate to keep ramming your head against the wall, but you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's an offensive line. Maybe it's, maybe the running backs are just, you know, maybe they get into more of a rhythm when you get around 40 carries. I don't know. Like I said, it was a close game. We were down late too. I think that's the thing. We were down two scores in the fourth quarter when we went on a, a drive that could only be described as glacial. Um, yeah, that drive. That, that's the thing. We threw for a lot on that drive, and we still took 11 minutes off the clock. I think a lot of that was penalties, too, that kept bringing it back. I mean, we had a couple, I think, on that the first 
or like the first two plays, we had two good or nice passes, got over the 50, and then we had like a holding that brought us back 10 yards. So we were pretty close back to where we were the uh, when we started it off. Yeah, I'll that was a remarkable also. drive. Clock management on that drive was abysmal, <clears throat> like abysmal. I went back and watched that last drive a little bit last night for whatever reason, and there was a time there we had 50 seconds left uh, and where we should be, you know, in our hurry up, you know, because we had no timeouts left. Um, and we just watched like 25 seconds tick off the clock. <laughs> like I, for no reason, like we're just standing around confused, no idea what we're doing. And we just let 25 seconds, like that's, that's crucial time in crunch time. You know what I mean? Like 25 seconds in a two down two scores. Minute. Yeah. That's an eternity. Like, I don't know. Yes. That was, that was a head scratcher to me. Do y'all think kind of going back to the offensive or the run game, do you think, cause it seemed like last year, sometimes we would just run it and the goal was to kind of tire out the defensive, uh, the defense, but now it's like, hey, if it don't work one play, then we're going to pass it. You know, this would seem like against Toledo. It didn't work, so let's pass it three times. Do you think Bilo may, maybe needs to go back more to that? Or, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I got to tell you, we're, we're having this conversation. We've got all these theories. And I just know that Jim Chaney is going to be listening to this when it drops tonight or tomorrow morning. <laughs> and he's just going to cackle. And he's going to, he's going to. Oh God, he's gonna love it. Like, cause I, oh, I, oh, I don't even. Wanna, I'm not gonna I, lie, guys. Whenever, like, whenever we were having trouble punching it in in the red zone, I was literally thinking, man, I really wish I had Jim Chaney right now. As bad as that sounds, Jim Chaney had some pretty good numbers inside the red zone last year. I mean, he here, really here's did. the thing except against we, Mississippi State. Except against Mississippi, but still though, this is Toledo. Like, this is Toledo. Right. <laughs> here's the thing: we never struggle with it. I mean, gosh, I, I'm not willing to. I'm I never want to see a toss play and. The five yard line. He knows did the same thing yesterday. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I was like, why is Jim Cheney in our press box right now? Get him out. Take the headset off of him. Jim, did you get another job? I was like, why is Jim Cheney calling the plays right now, Dan? Come on. I thought you were gone. It was the same play. It was the call ins, too. I was like, we talked about this, Dan. We talked about this in the meeting. Dan, when we interviewed you, we said you can never run a toss play with Collins on the goal line. In your second game, you've already broken the one rule. Oh, my God. When he did it, I literally almost I fell out of my chair. Charlie. I almost swallowed I like, my tongue. I almost <laughs> swallowed my, like, I just, oh, that's it. I'm done. Well, I mean, you could see from the get-go. I mean, he was just there was just like three defenders right there. You knew Collins was not getting through there. What are these guys looking at? If we can see that <laughs> from our couches, why can these guys not see? I mean, I know them? on NCAA 2014, it was a great play because the defense, when you're in goal line formation, you toss it out. It's always open, but it don't work that way sometimes. Like, Collins is it fast? He can't hit the edge like that. He can't do it. I don't know that 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 play. If I see it again, I'm, I'm gonna personally go to fan on fire Danny knows. Like get it together, man. Has there I, been ever a coach of a coordinator that went from? I mean, people loved him last week, and people were like, "Man, this was a good hire." And then I, now everybody's I, like, "This is a horrible hire." I remember the, the Dave Womack era as defensive coordinator. It kind of facilitated. I mean, it switched back. Of course, that's been 12 years now. So, mm-hmm. look, I don't think I don't think Enos is a bad coach. I really don't. What he's done with the passing game has been remarkable. It's but been he's a, doing things that a bad coach does. Yeah, he is. He is. That's the thing. Um, like we can't score. Like I mean, I, I respect that Brandon Allen had 412 yards passing yesterday, but we didn't score many points. So right, that's the problem. That's the point. Like if I, I mean, sure, I'd love to see Brandon throw 400 yards a game, but there better be like three or four touchdowns with that as well, not zero touchdowns and a pick. Cause that's not good. That's I, I not think good. It, it, it the red zone woes come all down to r- the run game. I mean, if they're not having a big play, they're not scoring. 
inside. So, you know, I wonder if, I mean, you pretty much got your the passing games improved, but it's it's made your running game. Yeah, and, well, I think I think late it was like the opposite of what we saw last year, where they were putting people in the box to stop the run. They were honestly just selling out on the pass because they knew we were going to three down linemen. Yeah, they couldn't run the ball. We were, they were doing a three three man rush on us most of the time, like because they were just dropping back and like trying to defend the pass. And I, I respect that because we couldn't run the ball, like we couldn't do it. Um, I mean, Hunter Henry was double teamed pretty much every time I saw him like on the field, which wasn't a problem last year because they had to sell out on the run. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know what we do to fix this. I really don't. We got to get the running game going. I just don't know how we do it. All right. If so we if we can't run on Toledo, we're definitely not going to run on Alabama or Mississippi or anybody. I mean, anybody. I don't think I don't think so. Well, All right. the good thing is. I think. If you can improve the running game a little bit, I think they're shot. You beat Texas Tech, and then that gives you another week to work on your run game. So you've got a couple teams that are not the greatest at run defense coming up in Texas Tech and Texas A&M where you can kind of develop a little bit of running game. But uh, no matter what, it's got to come quick. I mean, there's got to be some changes. And uh, I think everybody from Bielma to, you know, the the whole team, they have to look themselves in the mirror and, you know, what do we do from here? All right, so I, I got to ask, and it seems kind of crazy, but uh, w- w- where does this rank on the worst losses in Arkansas history uh, list? Uh, we talked about it a little bit in the group text, and uh, I mean, for, from a pain standpoint, it's got to be way up there, because like I told Charlie, I mean, with John L., we knew that uh, he wasn't the future of the program. We knew he was He's a placeholder. There. He's a placeholder, but Brett, like, Man, that's our future, man. Like we're so, we're locked in with him probably till 2018 because I mean his buyout's 15 million dollars. So um, it's really disheartening to have the guy that's your man losing to Toledo in year three. Um, that's not good. Like it hurt a lot. Like I thought these days were well beyond but behind us, but obviously that is not the case. So was which ones are are worst uh, to top of your head? Uh, Toledo was worse than ULM. ULM's probably number two. Um, I wasn't just just because of the John L. factor. Yeah, just because the John L. factor, and then the three. I mean, I wasn't around for that UNLV game in two thousand. Right. Um. So I didn't really watch that. I couldn't feel the pain of that one. Oh six USC was pretty bad, just because it was so lopsided. Like it was so bad. And that that wasn't your typical SC team. I think they won ten games, but you know yeah. they yeah. So. Yep. That'd be my three. Okay, Colbs. Yeah, right now the Toledo game is, is because I, you know, John L. Smith. I don't feel like he was a great coach. I think Bielema is a really good coach, and I just think he, he, for whatever reason, he wasn't focused or he didn't have the team prepared. And I think from his uh, post game uh, conference, I think he just the way his, I mean, he felt the same way. He knew he, you know, really messed up and and he took the blame for it. So um, I think that's why this one kind of hurts more um, as far as maybe worst losses in school history. You know, the Citadel is definitely the worst. SMU yeah. is a pretty bad loss. UNLV is pretty bad. I know, uh, I think Brules, I've read where he's had, he had some losses in the 70s of Tulsa. I mean, there's been some really bad losses um, to no, not really good teams. And then, of course, you, we've had some blowouts, the 52 nothings, Alabama back-to-back years, the USC uh, back-to-back blowout years. I mean, no matter how good USC was in years, or Alabama was good. I mean, it's embarrassing. They get just, just killed like that. Yeah, I, uh, you know, for me, yeah, I'm kind of with y'all on ULM because here's the thing: you knew what you were getting with John L. Uh, I didn't, I honestly didn't think it would happen against Louisiana Monroe, um, but the way we lost was bad because it was kind of, it kind of mirrored this loss in that uh, that was the game that Tyler Wilson got knocked out, and actually, I believe it was Brandon Allen uh, 
Came yeah, in Brent, as a, Brandon, Brandon's had a lot of bad luck in Little Rock, let me tell you. Yeah, man, I'm, you know, so I, the, Brandon came charging in, and we just kept dropping back like he was Dan Marino um, as a redshirt freshman. Just, I'll throw it downfield again, Brandon. That's fine. Yeah, We're that, up. That, one, that one's all on Paul Petrino right there. I hate, I, I was so mad at Paul Petrino. And so they were both Brandon Allen, but really he was probably the one that kept us in the game sure. yesterday. And then the, his freshman year, he's put in a really bad position. He should have been thrown at that well, and, and that's what I was going to say. Like, like you could see that one. We deserve to lose that game when you can see that, oh, wait, we got our freshman running back. Yeah, Two scores, and let's start just chunking it. Why aren't we just grinding the clock? So, But it's still a bad loss because that team oh, is ranked. Absolutely. This team, you know, this team being ranked, you know, getting a lot of love from the media uh, preseason. And, you know, and here's the other thing I didn't realize. And and I hope you are listening to it too. There are a lot of Bielema haters in in the in the major media markets. I saw Dan Wolken was taking shots. Pat Forty loves to take shots at Arkansas. Well, boy. let's be. Look, I'm going to be honest here. I like Bert, but uh, he kind of deserved this one a little he, bit. Yeah, because he he put he put Ohio State on blast two days ago before the game. And he then, sure did. And then you can't yeah. even you can't even beat Toledo. Like, come on, man. Here's like, the thing. Even if you beat Toledo 17-16, you know you can spin it. You know, oh, it's a great win for our program. We were down nine late. Yeah. But, man, you, you catch that L, and you start looking at things a little differently. Now I wish he hadn't been giving interviews about Ohio State and well, he'd been getting ready for, for, for now, Toledo. For now, well, for now, that, was the weekly, that was a weekly conference, and he was actually asked about Ohio State's schedule. So, I mean, I don't fault him. It's kind of tech- There's some other stuff I felt like he might have you know, said in the past, but he probably should just let it go and not said it at that time because it does look really bad because Toledo is in Ohio. From now on – Bielema's, like, for this week's press conference, all he, all he should say is, we're moving on to Texas Tech. Like, that mm-hmm. should be his one statement that he repeats every time they say something. Pull we're just, check. We're just moving you, on to Texas Tech. But do you think that, like, as far as haters, I mean, that's going to look like he's just dodging, trying to dodge a bullet there. I mean, I guess. but maybe He probably should, though. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like it's going to be better that way because, I mean – he, I mean, he's gotten like a lot of publicity. Him and his wife. You remember the karma, the karma oh, from back in the day. So, I mean, they're they're running their mouth a lot to only be winning like seven games and three games a year. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I like him. I think he's gonna get the job done maybe eventually. But I mean, like, you can't until you're Nick Saban esque. You need to keep your mouth shut a little bit. You need and to Saban don't even talk. And Saban don't even talk. I mean, he he's earned the right to talk, but he doesn't. So I don't know. I can't get behind him running his mouth. I guess. And same thing goes for Jen. They got to get it together a little bit. We need to. We need to. We have a talk with him, Jeff Long. Yeah, I, I agree. But anyway, I, I would say that this is one of the worst ones. I, I remember the, the SMU game well, actually, the one Colby was referring to, 1995. Really excited. Uh, we had Robert Reed, who was supposed to be a, you know, th- this phenomic quarterback. Season opener. This was the first year I was really into the Hogs. I watched a little bit the year before, but 95 was a, was a great year. And um, went to the Cotton Bowl, played uh, played SMU, and uh, they beat us. We fumbled the ball on the goal line, and the Mustangs ran the clock out. Literally, we know at the time, SMU, would end, that was the only game they'd win all year. Um, <laughs> and Arkansas won the win. West. Yeah, so, you know, these things are not a uh, – there is a precedent is what I'm saying. You know, there is a precedent for losing these games. Uh, you know, UNLV we talked about. To me, uh, bowl game at UNLV's home field um, – you know, they had a lot of time. We didn't, That wasn't a typical Arkansas team. I mean, some of that was on Nutt. That was his third year. Well, actually, wait. The parallels are all over the place. That was Nutt's third year, and he lost to UNLV. Um, you know, but I just – I don't know. Like, anything can happen in a bowl game when both teams have three weeks to get ready. It was actually at UNLV's home home stadium, and Cedric Cobbs was hurt. Robbie Hampton was a starting quarterback. We had Boo Will. You know, I, I'm not making excuses. We can't lose to UNLV. Sounds like but, excuses. 
<laughs> I just I, I, there are reasons. There are reasons for why we didn't have the fight. You know, also Nut wasn't very good. Uh, no. That really should have been the first sign right there. Uh, but he stayed another six years at, or seven years after that. So I I, I just had a thought, and um, I don't know if it's really changing subjects, but it kind of goes along with this. But it, I was just thinking, it seems like one or two things happen after a really bad loss. Either Arkansas has a really good year. Or they have just a horrible year. Nothing really in between. They don't have like a seven eight win. They either like win the West or they just win like three or four games. So either you know, I, so, guess. No, I, don't, I don't know if that bodes well for. <laughs> I don't know if that. Thing. I don't know if that means we're gonna have a really bad year, really good, or maybe so, we have so, a. So you're talking year. about ninety five and um, ninety five and 06, 06. for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the ULM game, we yeah, kind of tanked after, and then the Citadel, of course, was a horrible year. And then I guess 08, the one, you know, Petrino's probably his worst loss was that Kentucky loss, uh, you know, which isn't even, you know, in, in considering everything wasn't even that yeah. catastrophic. Uh, anyway, it was just an interesting debate. I, I wasn't really sure what, what we thought about it, but it was, uh, yeah. you know. So I guess um, from here, do we, do, we, do we think, what amount of wins do we have to get to to maybe, I know we're never going to forget this, so this is not like a forgettable loss, but how, what amount of wins makes up for it, I guess? You know what I mean? Like, how many do we have to reach to be like, all right, you know, I know we lost to Toledo, but... You we're know, we still going reach. the right direction. We're still going the right direction. So how many wins do you guys think it's going to take for us to still feel okay with the Brett era? Uh, I mean, I, 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 you know, I was lower than most. I only had us slated for an 8-4 and four record. Um, I had 8-4, and four too. But, okay, Colby had 8-4 and four as well, you know, so <laughs> I, uh, well, shoot. No, no, um, your best case scenario was 8-4, and, and your worst case scenario was 8-4, and, and your prediction was 8-4. and four. <laughs> No, my, my, my worst case scenario played out yesterday at War Memorial, but, uh. No, that's a nightmare uh, scenario. I don't think that was anybody's worst case scenario. It's a nightmare scenario. No, I mean, it's literally the worst case scenario. Like, I mean, I probably didn't I think, even envision it, but it was very worst case. I think that was beyond worst case. That's like Colby said, that's nightmare case. Yeah, that, that, that's right. Freddie Krueger's involved in this one, yeah. Freddie. Like yeah, go to sleep, Arkansas fans. Uh, <laughs> oh, if we end up at eight and four, even despite it, because that means we've stolen a couple that we shouldn't. Um, you know, so if we get off the mat and we beat Texas Tech, and you know, man, maybe we beat Tennessee. Maybe Tennessee is the team that falls off the ledge. You know, maybe we go up there and you know we get that win, and you know, shoot, maybe we even beat LSU. And you know, if we get to eight and four with the Toledo loss, that puts us at five and three in the SEC. I can get behind that. I can say, all right, you know what? We all have those days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get up for it. I didn't even get up for it. You know, I was watching. I was kind of, you know, watching early on. I was, you know, texting y'all and stuff. I mean, I, I get it. I get where the focus would go. It shouldn't happen. I don't think it'll happen again. Uh, it, but if we go six and six again, and we really could have been seven and five, and maybe if we miss a bowl completely, which could happen in the SEC, that's a problem. So I'd say yeah. eight win. I'd say eight and four. Because that's what I had us at anyway, you know. So it's like, okay, you know, I'd say eight and four. Yeah, I think for me right now, like, you have to get a bowl game. Like, you've got to get a bowl game. Like, I know we lost to Toledo, and it's going to hurt our chances. But I think for me to even continue having any faith in Brett, you've got to get a bowl game. Like, it's going to be hard, but you got to do it. Because like, you you're not going to do it next – I mean, there's a chance you may not do it next year. You, yeah, you're losing be- a lot. We're probably going to be worse next year. So, I mean, you got – I hope we take the Missouri route. You know, they lost to Indiana last year, and they turned it around, won the East. I mean, I don't think we're going to win the West, but, I mean, maybe we turn around and do, like you said, win eight games. I mean, eight, eight's a big step forward. I mean, considering yeah. we lost to Toledo early. So, certainly, hopefully that's what it ends up being. Mine was, you know, if we do seven because that's a, you know, one-win improvement in a game you shouldn't have lost, so you really should be at eight. But, I mean, if you go 
four and four, five and three in the conference, that's a pretty good year. That's in you know, that's the upper half of the West and it's a lot better than the last three years being at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I agree. And and like I said, I'm not off the Burt bandwagon of Brett bandwagon. I'm just saying I got a few questions. And he, earned, he earned the Burt nickname this weekend. Let's be yeah. honest. I think he would say <laughs> that. Bro, are you unblocked on Twitter yet, or are you still? I'm still blocked, bro, but I'm going to keep tweeting at that mug. Burt, where you at, man? Hashtag Toledo. Hashtag karma. So Hashtag just... unblock me. <laughs> one th- right one now. thing kind of Hashtag free legitimate. <laughs> And not only Arkansas, I think, was overrated. I think the SEC and all, you know, I, I see three teams that maybe be con- or contenders, top 15 teams, and that's Ole Miss, uh, Alabama, and A&M. And, yeah. and, you know, we were thinking last week there was five or six teams, maybe even seven that were top 25 worthy in the in just the West. I mean, they're all ranked. And yep. uh, I don't think Mississippi's there. I don't think Arkansas's there. Um, I don't think Auburn's there. And so – LSU's kind of in between. They played one game against Mississippi State, and it was really hard to tell in that game because they almost ended up losing at the end. But um, I, I think Ole Miss looks really, really, really good. I think oh, AM yeah. looks really, really good. And all, I, I mean, Alabama's Alabama. So um, them three games. So you know, I, I guess you, for me, I, I think, think you can win them some of them games. I think I think right now you can go ahead and mark off Ole Miss, A and M, and Bama probably as L. Yeah, for sure. But but I think the other ones are. I mean, it's possible because I mean I watched the I watched the LSU Mississippi State game. I watched the Auburn Jacksonville State game, and none of those three teams look like. I mean, they didn't look that great. I mean, I know that we don't we didn't look great either, but um, I do think we're better than what we showed in this game for sure. I in think Missouri, if we get a, I, you know, I think we could beat them. I think we could beat them as well. So I mean, there are some wins out there that are possible. But here's the thing that worries me. I think a lot of these games are going to be close games. Yep. And Brett has not shown that he can win a close game. Oh my! He has not shown that. I think he's zero and eight right now in, in one like score games. One score games mm. at Arkansas and road games and road games. So that's not that's not promising at all. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we got Auburn coming to Fayetteville because we got the game we can actually win. But um, it, I mean, if it's a close game, I'm gonna bet on the other team right now. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, oh, I mean, for sure. We all agree that if. They play anything like they did last. If they don't change a lot of things, they're not going to win. You know, they're not going to have a chance to beat Missouri, Mississippi State, Auburn. But if they can get things kind of rolling, I think they can. But yeah, I mean, uh, close games have not been a good thing, and that all comes down to kind of what happened uh, yesterday: a red zone penalties, a mental mistakes, uh, things that you have to do in order to win the close games. Yeah, I th- I, you know, and again. After one year, you can kind of overblow that. You can kind of overreact a little bit to a record like that. You know, after two years, you know, but man, in your third year, you've got to be, you know, and our clock management wasn't good. Um, you know, we, they're just, a, there are a lot of red flags yesterday um, that, 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 that are concerning. You know, and again, there's some luck involved with winning some of these close games, but at some point, it does come down to being more prepared. It comes down to, you know, your execution as, as a coach, you know, that in, in your third year, it just basically at the end of the day, your third year, you can't be catching L's at home to Toledo. Like that's a game that you paid them big money to come in and just hopefully take it, you know, get beat. But man, like, like lay down and bleed. Yeah. Lay down and bleed a little bit. And, you know, it, it, like I said, and I know a lot of it, you know, if, if Brandon hits Hunter Henry on down the seam for that touchdown, we're talking about what a great win and how scrappy we were instead if of Ke- if Keon doesn't fall down. Keon doesn't fall down. If there's not that block in the back, there are any number of plays you could change. But again, 
you know, you have to start executing some of these, you know, and it's because you're going to play a lot of close games in this conference. You know, and last year we just talked about how good the league was, and that's probably true. But we had chances in those games, and we faltered, you know, sort of like Tennessee last night against Oklahoma. Um, it's just so you know, who's going to win the, if it's a close game? I mean, it might go for five, six overtimes. <laughs> just like the O2 game up there. We've, we've been there before. <laughs> yeah, but that didn't turn out so well. No, no it was really bad for us. Jason Witten caught a – you know, but, uh, yeah, like I said, it just – it's hard to take stock of the Brett era without knowing what comes this year. But if we go four and eight, five and seven, next year won't be better. Like, there's, I don't see there's any way that next year's better. I mean, do, do y'all? I mean, we're gonna be. Um, we return pretty much all the defensive players. Um, we the big change next year is we lose our court, the quarterback, which might be a good thing, it might be a bad thing, and and some of your underclassmen wide receivers are gonna be, you know, having more of your experience. I don't think it'll be a big decline. Um, but even if we I, say I see about, about a six, seven, ten, yeah, or from, I mean, it just depends how this year goes. I mean, if we won't go five and seven, you know, I don't think we're going to jump to seven and five. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It, like a lot depends on this year because I mean, we'll we'll be probably about as good as we are this year and next year. So you win five games this year, you're probably going to win five games next year. So not very promising and that'll probably be curtains for the Bielema era that's why he really no, needed absolutely. to put up eight or nine this year to at least garner some more goodwill going forward you know if you win nine this year and you see still could you know let's give him but man if you you know if you get if you bank you eight or nine this year and you can at least say man look we improved those first three years I lost a lot of those heroes from that team but I, I restocked I got Ty Story ready to go for 2017 now you're kind of looking at it and questioning, like we can't win a close game. We're going to play a, we're in a tough league again. Even if we go, even if we match what we did last year, six and six, bowl win seven and six. I just, I just think it's tough. I just, you know, I don't know, but it's, it's well, interesting. Bad, it's interesting, interesting thing to keep an eye on. The bad well, thing, well, I, I mean, the bad thing I've looked at is like we just gave him an extension in the off season, and <clears> I don't know how we can buy him out until 2019. I mean, it's you're talking 15 million just to fire a guy. Mm. Um, and, that's, and then that's, you're going to get a bunch of money to, to get a, a big time coach. So it's like yeah, you so that's going to cut that's gonna for fifteen million, and then you, if you want a good coach, you're going to spend probably, you'll probably five million. Be, yeah, that's going to that's going to cut into your cheddar to try and go get Gus Malzahn. So mm. just saying, mm. <laughs> Gus, we were kidding earlier when we said we were cheering against you the other day. We love you, buddy. Come on home. Come on well, home. I mean, hey, Gus, you met me in Hughes last year. Come on home, buddy. He's got a lot to prove going forward this year's as well. So it's his third year, and uh, last year wasn't. It was a big decline from the first year. So, you know. Yeah, that bug's won the SEC, though. So I'm going to give him a little, I'm going to cut him a little slack. Yeah, here's, but. Here's, here's another thing, too, that I like to think about that I think. Coker won a national championship, too. <laughs> I hear you, but I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, just, I just, I'm just saying if things don't go this way this year and we get rid of Bealum a couple years down the road. I'll probably looking for maybe the coach at Memphis or somebody like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about you know because I mean we still there's a lot a year left. I mean, here's one thing to talk about as well. What kind of? I mean, I know obviously there's still a lot of time left, but hypothetically, if we do get rid of Bielema, who in their right mind comes here? That's a proven coach. I mean, mm. Bielema won three championships in the Big Ten, went to three Rose Bowls. He came down here and he can't even scratch six wins. Like, come on! Like, mm. what, what, what kind of guy's gonna come down here then? I'm just saying that's a that's a concern for some coaches. It's like a like a graveyard for coach right now. Except except for Bobby Petrino who Except for Bobby Petrino and he's not coming back anytime soon. No, yeah, who didn't even know what he had. I mean really he's now he's toiling away at Louisville. Yeah. And uh I mean he'd have this thing 
probably rolling here if he had. Yeah, just, the curse. Of, you know, the curse of Petrino it killed Petrino and the Razorbacks. Neither one yeah, of them. Yeah, killed both. Yeah, really. None of them are as good as they were when they were together. <laughs> like, like everybody. Kill both of them. Shoot, when we were winning eleven games in twenty eleven, most were talking about Florida, Texas, USC, and now like the Mugs at Louisville, zero and two. Can't win like, there. Yeah, you can't, like, well, can't beat. Uh, who they lose to? Uh, they lost to Auburn Houston. and then Houston. Yeah, Still. at home. Oh. Ugly. I mean, that's cool if it's like the '80s and Andre Ware's a quarterback for, <laughs> for Houston. But but yeah, he ain't walking through that door. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm with Colby. You, you hate to to assume that and jump into that, but man, there's you got to look, man. Like it's um, these next ten games are gonna find. Oh Brett yeah, Bielema. I mean, this season is a huge. Uh, from here on out, it's gonna tell a lot about Bielema as a coach, like a lot. I, I did like how they don't practice on Sundays. They're practicing today. They practice today. So apparently that's what he said in his press conference. Alan. He's like, well, you know, when we practice on Sunday, well, or he said something that made it seem like they're going to practice Sunday. So, I mean, you know, he just lost to Toledo. Mugs going to be practicing every time, every chance. Mugs, they yeah. <laughs> M- Mugs, hey, and when they ain't practicing, they need to be throwing a football back and forth on the way to class. Okay. Better watch the film on the iPad, on the iPhone. Better get ready. Get, get those huddle accounts queued up, fellas. Go ahead and just automatically log in because now's the time. Speaking right. of now's the time, this week uh, the Razorbacks try to resuscitate their season <laughs> at home against Texas Tech. Now, guys, this is the game last year that Razorbacks went down, and like I was saying earlier, you know, and I mean it was a it was a close game until we were able to sort of dominate on the ground running the ball. Um, I mean, the, Texas Tech scored sixty nine points on Saturday, and you know we we you know t- two of our twelve points were given to us on a safety because they didn't want to kick from the end. So it's it's you know it, it's kind of apples and oranges right now, but. What do y'all think about Texas Tech? I do think that our defense will. I don't. They're not gonna score sixty nine points on us. There's no. no <laughs> Logan way. going out on a limb early on. No way. So I mean, I think. Uh, I mean, UTEP scored twenty on them. I could see us. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm concerned to say to say I'm not concerned is an understatement because this is this is a scary game because I, I mean last year we beat them running the ball and you know for a spread team like that we kept them off the field kept them out of their rhythm uh, with time of possession. I don't I don't know if we can do that. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, I'm not confident in our running game at all. So, um, I do think our defense will hold them. I mean, they threw for 361 yards and passed for 230, uh, ran for 230 yesterday. So, I mean, that's 700 yards of offense. I don't. I mean, mm. that's terrifying. That's terrifying. But they won't do that to us. But still, I mean, if you're only scoring 10 points, they're gonna score 10 points on Saturday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. So I mean, they scored I, what 28 last year. Yeah, they scored 28 last year. So you, you go ahead and just, go ahead and assume you're going to need 30 points to win that game, probably at least, probably. And we'd have to play two and a half games to score 30 points. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, I don't know. We got to get something going. I mean, I know Brett says he's going to completely change the or try to change the the red zone package, but I mean, we got to do something because I don't even know we had one installed after the Toledo game. <laughs> we got we got to score some points on Saturday, y'all. At least 30 to win that game. Colts. Um. <laughs> I'm really, really nervous about the game, but I think uh, Arkansas just comes off, comes out pissed off, and they want to prove that Saturday was just a the Toledo game was just a fluke. They correct some things. I don't think that I don't think the running game will be there, but I think it'll be a little better, and I think Arkansas wins by ten. I will say I, this: if I'm Texas Tech, I'm really scared about the game on Saturday because there is a there is a chance that Arkansas comes out being showing what they really should be and being really pissed off like Colby said and just blow their doors off. I mean, I'm not saying that happens, but if I'm Texas Tech, I'm worried about that happening because I mean, I'm sure they're going they're going to be more than ready for this game on Saturday. If you're I mean, Texas Tech, you would have rather seen Arkansas kind of run rough shot over Toledo and think, "Okay, yeah, you know, we're Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
because they're not overlooking Tech right now. I'll tell you that. No. Much right oh now. no, no I, they wouldn't have overlooked anybody this week. No. 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 They could have played West Memphis. I'm not saying Tech won't win, but I'm saying it won't be because Arkansas fell asleep at the wheel. It'll be because exactly. Tech. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Right. And I mean, we can all agree, like as far as like what talent Arkansas's got, they didn't play up to their potential on Saturday because if they played, like I, I, I shot you know the text over and I was saying Arkansas is one for five if they scored like two touchdowns, a field goal. I mean, or you know scored at least a field goal on everyone. I mean, it's it's a whole different game and it's not even close if they score a couple touchdowns and hit some field goals. Just doing that, heck, maybe when they get in the red zone, maybe they should kick a field goal. But heck, that's not even automatic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, it was, and I'll say this too. Saturday was sort of a what whatever can go wrong will go wrong situation. I mean, let, let's be honest. Like, what what went Arkansas's way on Saturday? Uh, they passed the ball really well. Okay, all right, that's a good thing. Uh, that was about it. Though. Defense. I think the defense played pretty well. Defense I, played I, pretty well. You're right. Yeah, I, I might be over. It. Yeah, defense was fine. They kept us in it. I mean, we had uh, 500 really yards to their uh, what. 300, I think. Yeah, I think we have I mean, pretty low. I mean, honestly, if we score on every possession in the red zone, any points at all, field goal or touchdown, we beat them pretty handily. I mean, I mean, I know that's you know, that's hard yeah. to you yeah. can't assume that, but I mean, it is what it is. We were we we moved the ball well until we got to the red zone, and I think that came down to us just being one dimensional when we got down there. We couldn't do anything. I mean, it's hard to pass in the red zone anyway because it's so mm-hmm. stacked up. I mean. That's where you got to be able to run the ball, and we just couldn't do it. Exactly, and that's – I mean, we are on the three-yard line one time at first down, and we didn't score. Like that's, we didn't, that, that's where we called that jet sweep to Alex Collins, yeah. Jim Chaney in the house. Uh, sorry to go keep going back to Toledo, but uh, Dan Enos is, what, 0-6 against Toledo? Do you think that had anything to do? Like, they just knew his uh, – knew a little bit about him? I mean, do you I mean, think they were that familiar, had They were familiar, yeah. obviously, but, I mean, we should have still out-talented them no matter what. Oh, absolutely, right. but – yeah. You know, I'm just, it's just, it's just, uh, I'm just scratching my head. Like, you know, what happened? I mean, you return, your offense is supposed to, your run offense is supposed to be your bread and butter. And now it's like, I don't know, just it's 180. I don't know. I guess the most disheartening thing about, or the most worrisome thing for me going forward into this Texas Tech game is I heard that Keon Hatcher's out for six weeks. Mm. Now, he was our number one receiver, uh, in general, I mean, he had 92 yards receiving on Saturday. I mean, Brandon did a good job of spreading the wealth, but, um, you know, we had Drew Morgan, Cody Hollister, Cornelius, Hatcher, and Henry all being pretty effective in the past game. But, I mean, someone's going to step up because Hatcher was our dude. And now, you know, I mean, Dominique Reed and JoJo Robinson haven't even played, really. Like, I mean, honestly, they haven't even showed up. So, I, we need – we're going to have to have those guys step up if we want to do anything going forward. You know, and Hunter Henry's going to have to return to form a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, th- th- there's a lot to keep an eye on. I mean, it's just it, – it it does – and, again, I hate to keep going back to ULM, but it does go – kind of remind me of that game where, you know, Tyler Wilson was concussed and we lost a couple linemen and um, – Tevin Mitchell. Tevin Mitchell. And, you know, and you just – man, you know, like, God, it sucks. Like – I hate to say this, but can Danny Ness go back and look at some Jim Chaney film and figure out how to get Hunter Henry open? Because I felt like we scored a lot of touchdowns getting Hunter Henry wide yeah, well, open. Had, like, <laughs> you know, he had 117 yards or receipt. Yeah, but like, we just couldn't get in the end zone. And I feel like Jim Chaney actually excelled at getting Hunter Henry yeah. wide open. Like, if you look back at last season, Hunter Henry was wide open in the end zone a lot. And he knows he's got another weapon in Sprinkle. I mean, he's a big right. target. Sprinkle only got one catch yesterday. Sprinkle's yeah. a guy that we were all excited after the uh, 
after um the the UTEP game as well. I think um, they have to establish him so they can get Hunter Henry open. I mean, yeah, I think I think that's gonna have to happen. And honestly, I think on I think on Saturday we're gonna see Raleigh Williams get a lot more carries. I mm-hmm. really do think that's what's gonna happen because somebody's gonna have to step up. And I don't think I mean I know the offensive line obviously had some issues, but even from a running back standpoint, Collins looked like he. He couldn't get it done. It just, I don't know. It just felt like he was slow. And I know he was in the hospital on like throughout the week. He was obviously not 100%. But I mean, if he's not 100%, next man up. I mean, mm-hmm. gotta, somebody's got to step up. That's why you're here. Yeah. Somebody's got to step up. Raleigh's, he's, he's, they need to change the uh, pace guy. And Raleigh Williams is more of a speed. I mean, he's a, he's pretty much all around back, but he's a little faster than Collins. So, yeah. So, uh, Danny knows if you're listening, do the speed sweep with Raleigh Williams, not Alex Collins. <laughs> don't do it or JoJo or Dominique Reed or anybody. Literally anybody besides Alex Collins. So, I guess, I mean, guys, you want to do some predictions? I know, I mean, I'm still kind of shell shocked from last week, but I guess I'll we make kind my of. Prediction. All right. So, Colby said we're going to win by 10, right? Do you got a score for us? You think it's going to be high score? What do you think? Hmm. Let's see, 28-38, Arkansas. Man, 38 points. There you go. Chuck, what you got? Oh, man. <laughs> Y'all aren't going to like it. <laughs> no, I think we're going to like it. I, I, I mean, again, I'm I probably overreacting. I'm probably overreacting to, to one game, you know, the worst game. Uh, I just, I mean, you see Texas Tech ringing up 69 points, and then, you know, you see – I just I feel like they can win a shootout. I feel like, man, like it might be like forty one thirty seven Texas Tech. Like I know we'll be at home and I know that this is a team that uh uh scores a bunch of points. I don't you know, defensively I don't know what they did. I mean I, I think that uh UTEP scored some points, you know, so maybe their defense isn't that good, but uh I mean I I'll say this. If we rush for two hundred yards, we'll win the game because that means that we're keeping them handily, off the field. Handily, I think right. that- uh, and again, I know that's a sort of a, a, a no duh thing, but uh, we we haven't rushed for 200 yards, you know, so we we barely cracked 100 against Toledo. So um, yeah, I think that I think that'll be. I, I'll say, I'm going to pick Texas Tech unless we can get these get get the running game hammered <laughs> you out. Can't do that. I just did it. I'm picking I'm picking Arkansas unless Texas Tech wins. Fine, I'll pick Texas Tech then. 41-37. All right, I'm uh, gonna go. I'm gonna say that we come out really mad and we we end up we end up beating these guys pretty good. I think I think Raleigh Williams or Cody Walker, one of the two, has a big day. Um, I don't think AC's the guy. I think Cody Walker, or Raleigh Williams steps up and has a huge day. What happened to Alex Collins? I don't know, man. I, I really don't. I mean, he was averaging. I think we averaged two yards a carry on Saturday, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't very good. good. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't think he's your every down back. I think he's like a specialty back. I don't. I mean, I think he's good. I just don't think he's he's not Jonathan Williams and somebody yeah. needs to up and be that guy. So um, I, th- I see us winning. Like uh, man, I don't know. I don't. I honestly think the defense holds them. I really do. I think the defense is still pretty good. Uh, our pass rush is going to have to improve a little bit. We kind of let Eli get a lot of time yesterday, <laughs> Saturday. Look like Eli Manning out there, but uh, picking them apart picking them apart but i'll say we win man dude i don't know 35 20 hogs 35 20 and and the reason i fit the rage wrecks you know we come in it's never as good as you you think it's never as bad as you, it seems and um we thought it was the razorbacks were a lot better than it was and we found that out saturday that's not the case and you know i don't think they're as bad as they played either so i'm only just picking them because if we lose on saturday i think our season's over 
Oh yeah, certainly. <laughs> no, absolutely. This is, I mean, the most important game. In and I really, and I really want to keep watching football and caring. And if we lose on Saturday, it's going to be really hard to watch the rest of the year. I feel like. So. And then Logan's oh. Colts caught that L today too. So. Yeah, yeah, that also happened today. So. I was just pissed off when I came home from the game watching games. I was like, man, I hope Tennessee, I hope Tennessee blows this. I hope so and so. I just want everybody just to lose. I mean, I want everybody to lose. Period. Besides the Razorbacks. Yeah, I, I, it would have really made me. It would have made me. It would have made me feel a lot better if Auburn would have lost. It got that ill. Like I'd have felt a lot better. I, I wish I did. You know what? I'd have been like, you know what? Hearing for Jacksonville State. I'd been like, you know what? I know we lost this lead up, but we didn't lose to an FCS team today, like Auburn. So we all right. But That's I, a good I, point. That would have taken a lot of heat off us, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, because Auburn was number six too. We were just eighteen. They would have lost. At, that'd have been an Appalachian State type upset, probably. Even better, instead, right? we ended up leading most of the highlight shows. Yeah, I, I, I deleted ESPN off my freaking box. I can't yeah. watch it anyway. <laughs> ESPN would be like, you know, Auburn loses to an FCS, or FCS school. The, is this the worst in Appalachian State? And they're like, oh, yeah, Arkansas lost to Toledo, but back to Auburn. Yeah, back to Auburn. <laughs> right. How horrible was that loss? Yeah. Yes, it would have been nice. It, Arkansas, a fringe top 25 team, uh, <laughs> loses in a, at a neutral site to Toledo, but Auburn at home loses to FCS, you know. Yeah, they would have yeah. been Arkansas home. Yeah, yeah. but I, I've learned my lesson about rooting against teams like that. I will never do that again because that karma came back and bit me hard. I feel like I was, it happened against ULM too. Like I want to think back because um, I, I remember when we lost to Rutgers in Brett's first year. Yeah. I remember that day because I was covering Memphis, Arkansas State at the Liberty Bowl. And I was cheering hard against Arkansas State, really hard, like uh, harder than I've ever – I maybe have even cheered for the Razorbacks. And uh, and I, I wanted it so bad that when I saw that we lost to, to Rutgers, it didn't really make sense. Yeah. I was wondering if that actually happened at ULM, but I, I guess maybe not. I, I'd remember it if it did, I guess, so. Yeah, I will never do that again because, like, I was making fun of Auburn. <laughs> I was very vocal. I was texting Auburn fans. I was like, man, you guys are terrible. Y'all trash. And then, and then, and then I, I got can't believe the Auburn friends. I cut them off a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, well, I got a bunch of texts back after that Toledo game. And all mm. they sent me was hashtag Toledo, and I was like, I deserve this. I deserve this. I, mean, I, I deserve, deserve all of it. I did. I told them, like, hey, I deserve that. Like, I will never do this again because, obviously, this karma. I, I got I got Jed Bielema, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that's where Logan should have hit him with the, uh, who is this? They text you, Toledo. Who's the who, new phone? Wrong number. <laughs> Wrong number. Who is oh, this? Man. Well, all right, guys. Hopefully next week we'll come back and be a little bit more rejuvenated after this funeral we had this week. Oh. But, uh, you know. By the way, did, 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 does Brett have the, the ceremonial uh, burial for the, the game film this week? Does he have that in him or does he I save would that for I set that thing time? on fire. <laughs> set it on oh, fire. Viking funeral. <laughs> Set it on a fire with War Memorial Stadium. Just burn it onto the ground. Oh, God. <laughs> Brett, what happened to War Memorial Stadium? Don't worry about it. Uh, it's not going to be a problem anymore. <laughs> We're going to know that contract now because it ain't got a stadium. <laughs> How are you going to know the contract? The stadium doesn't exist. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I would be surprised if some crazy redneck blew it up and they're like, oh, we can't play there now. I mean, he's not blew up Brandon Allen's car, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. That's a good point. I would have uh, rather them blown up War Memorial Stadium. Yeah, I agree. Poor Brandon, <laughs> dude. I'm just kidding, everybody. Did you Not guys really. see Twitter last night? There were some very um, interesting folks on Twitter last night. Like, like Brandon Allen was still getting the most hate of any other person <laughs> I've ever seen on Twitter. I was like, dude, like he's getting death threats for throwing 400 <laughs> yards. Like, 
I, it's I, the second I, half in school history. Like without Brandon Allen, we don't have an offense yesterday, probably. And he like, wouldn't even throw that interception if Keon hadn't fell down. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. Like I understand that Brandon Allen hate a little bit from last year, but I don't know how you put the hate on him. Like just I don't know. I don't, I don't know. A lot of things went wrong yesterday, but I don't think he was the main one. Yeah, I I, I, I sort of agree. I mean, and then Charlie, Charlie's a local on, Brandon Allen hater. Yeah, it's a very good point. <laughs> Razorback Insider on Twitter is definitely an insider. I mean, he really thought Towns, Ricky Towns, could oh would God. be able to play this year. God, that guy, when, I, when I saw that, I literally just fell out of my chair. Like, this is what this is this is what's wrong with America right here. This right here. You know, the worst thing about losses like this is like people that's been the that like I don't even know if they're really fans. They come on the message board and it's like instead of like we're you know we clearly have our frustrations with how things went they come out and it's more like i told you so or it, you yeah. know it's almost like they're glad that we lost so they can say that they were right and and honestly there's a bunch of wrong what they're saying and and then they're quiet when we start winning like the yeah. last the last year you never heard from them but and that's kind of the bad thing i mean we should be we're all fans we definitely have frustrations we want to get better and we don't care how we get better as long as we get better yeah well, guys, got to wrap this thing up. We've been on for about 50 minutes ranting about this game. So <laughs> we'll put this thing to bed, and hopefully next week have something positive to talk about because God knows we need it. Um, but, yeah, guys, hope, hope you got, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're feeling your pain as well. Trust me, it took, like, pretty much all weekend to recover from that loss. Um, and hope, hope for some better stuff next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Woo pig. Yep, woo pig. Woo pig. Woo pig.